Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the trials loot problem and how it's affecting the way people approach the playlist. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. I am usually live streaming when these hit the feeds. If you're wanting to listen to this podcast on all of the podcast platforms, just search for SNTR Presents. You can listen to the entire talk and Q&A together as one episode. If you're watching on YouTube, hit and like, share, subscribe, the little bell button, and leave in a comment. All those things help me out. Thank you so much for those of you that that do it. So, the trials loot problem. You might not be aware of this. You might have kind of skated past it. Maybe you avoided trials up to now. Maybe you did what I'm about to talk about and you don't see it as a problem. Or maybe you did it and you do see it as a problem. Essentially, what people have been doing is, is they've been farming the lower half of the card. They get one or two or three wins and they reset the card and they do this over and over and over again because this is the quickest way to get the tokens, which is the quickest way to get the loot. And especially last week on Anomaly... It was the most effective way to farm for the shotgun because your loot pool was small and so token slamming Saint-14 you were you were basically pulling from a smaller loot pool. Turning in tokens to him throughout the season is going to get harder and harder to get what you want because that loot pool is going to expand. I see this as extremely problematic. I'm not going to fault any of the players that did this. I'm not going to point the finger at them. They did something that made sense. If you go back and watch my Trials of Osiris video before the mode even came out I read the details on their website and I theorize that people might do this. They might get the weapon that they want at win three and then just keep resetting their card, farm for tokens, and limit the loot pool of Saint-14, thus target farming the weapon that they want. It took me about 60 seconds to see that people might do this. So I'm not mad at anybody for doing it. I'm not even going to fault them. This is on Bungie. They should have known this was going to be the result. It took me literally a minute to come up with the fact that people were probably going to do this. Bungie should have foreseen this. And so I want to talk about ways they can mitigate this. I think long term this will hurt the playlist. This will cannibalize the trials playlist. A lot of what they've added with tokens and bounties and the passages and and wins at 3 and 5 dropping loot. That's great for everybody but it's actually turning against the player base and it's going to become a very very sweaty and small playlist if this trend continues. So first I want to talk about well intended. They have well intended things that are actually like collapsing on themselves and they are in conflict. Then I want to talk about Eyes on the Lighthouse. The primary thing they need to do and change here is create incentives in the Lighthouse that would minimize people doing what they're doing. And then lastly, I want to talk about other issues. There are some other issues with people not being able to turn their tokens in that I I want to speak to, and then people that are flawless you know, 18 times in the weekend just continuing to play and you having to face them. A lot of people have complained about that stuff. I want to speak to some of those things as well. First, let's just talk about well-intended. The passages, tokens, bounties, and loot at 3 and 5, that system, I believe is a good system. These are good things. This is good structure. These are things I argued for before trials even showed up. I said, you're going to want the pre-Rise of Iron feel where you can farm bounties and you can get loot. They went one better. They made the passages better there's no more like boons and resetting your card and going back to the tower you can do it in orbit and the passages they came up with I think are really really good and they went one further with the tokens I love the system. As I read it, I was like, oh, this is great. This is better than what I advocated for. This will keep a lot of people in the playlist, like myself. You want me in the playlist. It makes matchmaking go faster. The cards aren't quite as sweaty. And more and more people get to enjoy the loot as long as the loot incentives get better as you go up. The exact opposite is happening, though. The farther you go, the more games that you win, the further you go up the card, the loot incentives go down. It's obviously harder to win the late games. It's harder to go flawless. And... Achieving that doesn't really seem to have an equal 
reward you know, sort of in line with what it requires to go the distance we want lots of players in the playlist but these systems are con- achieving the exact opposite I believe these systems will likely push people out of the playlist they will feel like it's just a sweat box games one through four for some people said they felt harder and sweatier than when they went flawless I was casting some high level teams and their first couple of games were really sweaty and then the back half of the card seemed to get a little bit easier now it wasn't easy to go flawless it just seemed slightly easier sometimes when they got on the back half of the card good weapons I think with the lack of strong incentive I think is causing the problem there are good weapons in trials the shotgun's probably the best shotgun in the game there's a good auto rifle that people are trying to get as well and these good weapons with no real good incentive or way to target farm them is really where the problem lies I don't think it's a problem to allow folks to get loot at three or from bounties or from tokens that's not the issue the issue is it is a disproportionately rewarding lane to grind by just staying on the lower end of the card this is very very similar to the bounty problem and it's faster to just grab bounties and go into a lost sector that is disruptive to the play flow and that needs addressed as well this is very similar the the best route for you to take for loot is very similar to the best route you're supposed to take for xp grinds on the artifact just hang out in you know in a lost sector with bounties so Second part of the video, eyes on the lighthouse. Rather than make huge changes to the system, I don't want to make changes to the system. I don't want to reach down and say, oh, we should make it harder to get the loot. So then you feel this draw to go flawless or draw to get the five and seven wins. No, 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 no. The, the system is fine how it stands. It's good. It's accessible. It'll keep a lot of players in the player pool. You want to take the best players, the stacked teams, the really, the really high skilled guys, and you want to set their sights on the lighthouse. The lighthouse is where I would make changes. I would look at the lighthouse rewards and focus there first. The easiest change they could make right now, they could do this next week if they wanted. I don't know if they could do it uh, this weekend, but they could do it next week, okay? Just create a ton of tokens as a reward for going flawless. Uh, give them 60 tokens when they go flawless. That's 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 three engrams worth of tokens. I think that's totally reasonable. You could go further, though. I think the best system wouldn't just be a bunch of tokens. That's something they can do immediately. I don't think it would be that difficult for them to go in and say, when you go flawless, we're going to give you a bundle of tokens when that happens. We really want to motivate the higher play, you know, higher skilled teams and the teams that are really talented. We really want to motivate you to go to flawless. We understand why people are farming the lower half. We want to put people's eyes on the prize, like go flawless and we're going to give you a reason to do so. I think long term, targeted farming is what you should be empowering these teams to do. The lower level players, the more casual players like myself, just kind of have to take what we get. You get one at three, you're getting enough tokens to periodically slam Saint-14 and hope for a good drop. I think if you go flawless, long term they could consider doing weapon frames at Saint-14 and when I go flawless I get two or three tokens and I use those to buy two or three weapon frames empowering me as the season progresses to target the items I don't presently have a good role on I believe that is an appropriate reward for people who go flawless as opposed to that the, the Saint-14 token and Ingram thing is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger that loophole is going to get more expanded which is going to limit the viability of turning those tokens in and limit your ability to really get the rewards that you want. Thus, the more you win, the more rewards you get, the more things that you earn in trials, the worse your grind and farm becomes, almost de-incentivizing people from even caring after a while because it's going to be too hard to get what they want. Now, obviously, you got to be careful with this, but 
if the loot pool continued to rotate, then you would really focus one week and be like, well, the loot pool this week in in the in the trials, you know, flawless chest or in Saint 14's inventory, maybe his inventory would rotate week to week. Well, then you'd have a reason to like slam, you know, a bunch of tokens that week because you don't have a good auto rifle yet. I mean, there could be some things they do to the entire system to tweak it. Right now, the thing I would do immediately is just put as many tokens as they feel is reasonable in the flawless chest to pull these really good teams up out of the bottom half of the card farm that they're doing and get them going flawless. That's good for the playlist. That's equilibrium. You can't have these god tier teams hanging out in games one through three. I get why they're doing it. It's going to cannibalize the playlist. Lastly, let's talk about some of the other issues that are coming up. First and foremost, not being able to turn in your tokens because you can't get to a third win, that should not be a perpetual problem. I think that was significantly harder this last weekend. 65% less people got to their third win. That's not an encouraging number. You don't want to see that. That means 65% less of those playing trials got to a place where they could even use their tokens and those tokens expire. I would say... A very reasonable change could be you either need to get three wins on a card or six total wins or eight total wins or something like make you, you could make it like a little bit higher. You could say, you know, you need to get at least 10 total wins on the weekend and then you can turn in your tokens. So even still, you're making progress toward the ability to just turn your tokens in to Saint 14. That's good for the playlist. You don't want people playing and feeling like, well, I keep getting one or two wins, can't get to the third win, and I got all these tokens that I can't use, right? Also, maybe make it a little bit more clear that you can have losses on your card. You can pick the mercy passage, win, lose, win, lose, win, lose. Like, you literally can lose half of your games and still get three wins on the card to turn your tokens in. Again, I believe it was disproportionately difficult this last weekend to do that because all the high-level teams were hanging out in games one through three because they were token farming. But I do think they could say, you know what, since we are going to have the tokens expiring... For the players that just can't seem to bag that third win, once you hit 10 total wins on the weekend, we're going to let you use your tokens. I think that's a fine compromise. Again, if you're a high-level player, you don't want to shoot stuff like this down because you want to keep those players in the playlist. The other thing coming up is, man, I'm tired of getting onto my second or third game and getting shellacked by a team who's gone flawless 15 times already, and I can't even get to win five. I get that that doesn't feel very fun. It almost feels like pro athletes are kicking dirt in your face while you're just trying to kind of like run laps. You're just trying to kind of like do your thing and play with your buddies. I get that people don't like that. The danger is any solution to minimize this is a form of skill-based matchmaking that is ultimately bad for this playlist. It would make connection times take longer. It would fundamentally maybe even flaw the games themselves. You'd end up in laggy matches. Just because people have gone flawless a lot does not mean they should have their, their ability to play the game restricted. The only thing I could consider doing is if you continue to lose getting losses on your card and you're struggling because of it, eventually maybe they could protect you and put you into a other player pool of like a loser's bracket until you at least get to your third win. That would be at least a slight help to people who just continue to lose and can't get anything done. Beyond that, I don't think any changes to this would help because it would eventually become a form of skill-based matchmaking that would be harmful, I think, to the playlist in the long term. Skill-based matchmaking is very very much loathed by high-end players and this this game mode and this playlist is not really geared for people to just get easy wins it's meant to be tough it's meant to be competitive
Lastly, I think fixing uh, you know the idea of incentives I also think should help early games. You also have to consider if you're struggling to get that third win to use your tokens, if you feel like you keep facing those flawless teams, you also have to understand something. If Bungie really incentivizes the high-level players and the stack teams to go to the lighthouse, you should start seeing them less and less on the bottom half of the card that should create some level of equilibrium right now you're seeing them a lot more because they're just farming for tokens we're going to transition to Q&A next as always if you're listening on iTunes Google Play Spotify or watching on YouTube you can always catch me live and as always please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about the Trials Loot problem. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. I am usually live when these hit the feeds. If you're trying to listen to the full episodes, the podcast audio versions, you can do that on all the podcast platforms. Just search for SNTR Presents. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live uh, when these hit or hit the like, share, subscribe buttons and leave comments. I appreciate those of you that do that. The first question coming in from Blues says, do you think that they should add new exotic weapons or exotic armor specific to the flawless chest as RNG drop like an exotic trial sparrow? I don't see any harm in doing it, just like raid specific exotics. I've seen players not liking this idea. They need to understand not everything in the game is meant for everybody. Much love, Lona. Love the split screen. Thank you. Um, I would say... The, 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 the main issue here the main issue with what you're saying I, I've opened the fire team to public guys, the main issue with what you're saying is that that's just a static reward that's not going to do much, I, I don't think people are going to, I'm not saying there'd be any harm in it, I don't think there's anything wrong with what you're suggesting, but I definitely think that you're talking about something that that's not a front, that, that to me doesn't feel like the front burner issue the front burner issue with trials seems to be to me that going flawless is not as rewarding as farming the bottom half of the card. Like that's the issue. The issue is not like, oh, we need we need a sparrow in there. We need a this, we need a that. No, 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 no. No, that's not the issue at all. Like that would help, sure. Ornaments would help, sparrow would help, ghosts would help, but even those things are static. Once you have them, you're kind of done. They're not. It's not going to be a, an enduring value point for you. It's not like you're going to always want to go flawless and always want to go back in. It, it certainly is going to feel like a, well, I got it, I'm done now. So I'm not against your idea, but I don't feel like this is the first order of business right now. Going flawless, going to games 4, 5, 6, and 7 and going flawless, those need to be changed to be the most lucrative run. You should be like, no, I don't want to farm three games and reset. That's not nearly as rewarding as doing four, five, six, and seven or going flawless. Even if you lose in game five or six, that needs to be more lucrative than just running games one through three. Because the, the the big danger would be even if they make some of these changes, if they don't, if they don't sort of tweak it and balance it in a way where someone says, yeah, but the first three games are faster. I'll just run the first three games. They're faster. Four, five, six, and seven tend to tend to go a little bit slower. And since they go a little bit slower, it's going to be way, way quicker to just run the first three. They're going to take the path of least resistance, right? They're going to take this attitude of, well, it, if I run the first three, they're almost guaranteed wins. They're really, really fast. Four, five, six, and seven things start to slow down, and I might lose, right? I might actually, I might actually lose the game and then get no tokens. Bungie needs to address that. There needs to be something done to that effect to say, if you're going to run 
trials. No question. Do the math. It's better. It's better for you to go up to games 4, 5, 6, and 7 every time. Whamji, the next question. Has Bungie said anything about cross-play? They have not spoken to cross-play in any, in any sense, no. There's been zero said about cross-play. Uh, they have said that it's something that they would like to do. Mark Noseworthy said, you know, that cross-play is a goal that they have, but it is not, uh, it's not presently technologically possible. There's, there's barriers in between them doing cross-play, uh, and, and presently being able to achieve that. Some of that has to do basically with just the way that these systems are set up, like Sony's back-end and Microsoft's back-end as you're as you're playing and interacting with those social aspects of their of their platforms you are using like their friends list their online social services uh and when you're doing that you're you're not you're not just connecting to like a server somewhere that other people then can also connect to like that's not like a thing you're 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 using their back-end services so microsoft's back-end services and sony's back-end services presently i don't think have any way of talking ps4 to ps5 in my mind should work and so should microsoft's like whether you're playing on an xbox series x or you're playing on a you know uh the xbox 360 you should they they, everybody should be able to play together that that should not be an issue at all so hopefully they can pull that off uh, and that's like a thing that happens because you want as many people playing as possible. Like no doubt, you don't want people feeling like they're they're hamstrung or stuck. Especially with cross save, I think cross save has really brought that desire even more to the forefront. This idea that like oh I can I can take my character with me anywhere, uh, PC, Xbox, PS4, all of it. Like I think that's really really created even more. People already want cross play. I think even more so now with cross save. People are like come on, give us. You know, give us give us the cross give us the cross play capabilities. Uh, it's totally understandable that people want to see it, um, and the hope would be that it could eventually become a reality. Uh, why so dramatic? Do you think uh, servers are suffering with the stay at home order? I don't think that's why things are going on with the servers. These problems started as soon as the season happened, and Bungie at that time was in their offices they were not they were not working from home yet and when this season started we had all kind of error codes and all kind of problems i do not think those things are related hikaru how would you feel about the revamping of the trials loot weapons three and seven and armor piece at five uh take away the tokens and a guaranteed master there's no reason for me to read this i don't think this is what they need to do I like I don't like shooting an idea down right away. Listen, they don't need to completely reinvent the system. This is too complicated. Like completely changing the rules just a couple of weeks in is not what they want to do. What they want to do is say go flawless. You're going to get way more stuff. Go to games 5, 6 and 7. You're going to get way more stuff. It's that simple. They don't need to reinvent it. They don't need to re-engineer anything. They don't need to give this or that or oh if you go here, oh if you don't reset your card, blah blah blah. No. They don't need to, you know, come up with all these special rules and cases and clauses. It's literally as simple as put a bunch of tokens in the in in the lighthouse and put more tokens on games 4, 5, 6 and 7. So there's literally no question in the community's mind you want to go you want to go up past game 3 you want to go up past game 4 like you want to keep climbing 
if people do the math and that's the result of Bungie's changes, then the playlist should fix itself over time. People should just slowly start feeling like the early games are a little bit easier and the late games are when it gets sweaty. That's how the games, that's how the mode is supposed to feel. It's supposed to feel like a very simplistic sort of almost like ad hoc uh, it's almost supposed to feel like almost like an ad hoc tournament where the more you play, the more you advance, the more you advance, the tougher it gets. Like it's not guaranteed, but it's supposed to be, you know, it's supposed to have some semblance of that. And it currently is, isn't doing that because your best teams just keep resetting and going back down to the lower bracket. So it feels like the losers brackets getting picked on kind of, it's like, Hey, how you doing? Yeah, we're, we're amazing. You know, we, we should, we should be. Uh, we should be in the final stages of the card and we're not. Um, Parasito, why do you think Trials didn't get weapon bounties? You know, it's possible that they're just avoiding some of the pitfalls that they felt like existed at the end of Season of Dawn. Um, just very transactional grind. You know, maybe too ge- maybe they thought they were too generous. Uh, it's possible that, you know, they're wanting to avoid some of those things. They're wanting to avoid this feeling of Hey, if you if you just farm this bounty over and over and over again, you're going to get, you know, amazing stuff. I think to a certain extent, you know, that is something that I want to bring to trials. You know, I brought that up and I said it should definitely feel like you going flawless enables target farming. So I don't know why they didn't do it. Again, it could have been like they were maybe a little gun shy. Maybe they don't want to overwhelm the game with bounties and frames since that's something that people have been kind of saying like, uh, you know, it's a little bit of a too much of a good thing scenario. Um, I would say of all the places to err on the side of let's empower people to get dope loot, I would say Trials should have been the place that they erred on that side. You know, for me, it's the same with... uh, Oh, I got Wrath of Rasputin as a mod. I don't know what that does. Um, solar Splash Damage Final Blows have a chance to create Warmind Cells. Oh, that's the one that people are saying. So you can create Warmind Cells with a Sunshot. Okay, I understand why people were saying that. Now, that's the mod they were talking about. Um, you know, the weapon. I think weapon bounties are good. I just think maybe, again, Bungie's just shy about doing more and more linear targeted farming in endgame. Think about it. They pull this nonsense with raids. They pull this nonsense with raids. Like, you can't you can't target farm raids. You can't even grind raids. You basically play a raid one time and then you're done. And it's almost like... I feel like they're doing the same thing with Trials. It's like, yeah, no, you, you can't target farm. Well, but... Why not? Like, why aren't you letting me target farm? I don't understand. Why would you not let somebody um, uh, target farm? So, I, it's it, it, again, it's one of those things where I'm like, man, why are you not? Why are you not empowering players to get dope stuff? Why are you not empowering players to chase the stuff that they want? And we just have to continue to, you know, kind of press in on that and ask them if, you know, are they going to continue to look at end game? with this attitude because that's what it feels like it's almost like this attitude of like is it's almost like an attitude of fear where if people get everything that they want they're gonna stop playing i had somebody say that the other day well if they make it too easy for people to get what they want then they're gonna stop playing and i'm like no i don't think so that's never been the case in pvp that's never been the case in 
in in the game in general, whether it's a god roll Matador, god roll Is Luna, you know, any of those things, I think you've always kind of seen people take the attitude of once they get the gun, they definitely uh, play more. And especially, especially when you're talking about PvP, more than anything, I think more than anything, PvP is a place where grinding for the best weapon leads to an increase in engagement, uh, not a decrease. Because it's the the whole reason for getting the weapon is to be better in crucible to have a to have a better experience to kill people faster you know to increase your efficiency especially if you're losing shotgun fights to mindbenders i mean you're obviously going to think you're like man i really really want to get a good mindbenders i'm really going to want to get a good astral horizon because that is that's going to change things samachio Hello, do you think implementing a pure connection-based matchmaking in trials, getting rid of the card-based portion, would prevent sweats to continuously resetting the ticket and for the third win? I don't think the card-based is 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 the is the problem here. Connection-based with no card-based wouldn't wouldn't solve the issue that we're dealing with. Again, I think the issue is so much simpler than people are making it. It's not like there isn't some elaborate scheme that Bungie needs to come up with. It's so simple. Incentivize people to go to games 4, 5, 6, and 7. Incentivize people to go flawless. Like, it's more about that than anything. You don't have to come up with some convoluted system or get rid of card-based or any of that. Like, none of that's necessary. It really isn't. All you gotta do is make going flawless and going to games 4, 5, 6, and 7 the most rewarding path. If you do that then all of this sort of automatically resolves itself. You're not suddenly dealing with people farming the bottom half. You're not suddenly dealing with infrastructure and token earn rates that are sort of collapsing on themselves and cannibalizing the playlist. Uh, Spartan. Why do you think it took so long for Trials to come back? It's such a huge part of the Destiny franchise, but it seems like a very small part in the real game infrastructure. What took them so long? I mean, I think you're seeing right now exactly what took so long. I think you're seeing that it is a, it's a tough playlist to manage. It's a bear. It's a bucking bronco of a playlist. It, it, it dictates and shapes meta. It, 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 it funnels people towards certain play styles and certain weapons um, and creates, I think, uh, it can create negativity. It can create an increase in complaint. Um, somebody said it the other night, like now that everybody's complaining about hard light, a lot of people are blaming trials for that. They're like, yep, here we go again. Trials has been in the game, you know, two weeks and we're already getting a gun, you know, complained about it's already a problem. I don't necessarily agree with that conclusion. I think that there's more to it than that. I think that there's more to the complaints about hard light than just, oh, it's a trials problem. I think the hard light is affecting the entire game. I think it's affecting the entire the, the entire meta and map flow and combat rhythm of Destiny, I believe is being affected by the hard light. I think and I've said this before, I think Trials always does a really good job of highlighting issues in the game because you're seeing the absolute best players use all the best stuff because they're all trying to win and because of that it's very 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 quick oh man this this gun here this build here is broken 
And the reason for that is, is because you're going into the most competitive side of Destiny, and that's what typically happens. Same thing happens in raids, right? People try to maximize DPS, people try to maximize damage efficiency in their builds, and in so doing, they basically create you know the pve meta it's it's the same it's it's the exact same scenario it's very very similar and that i think is what happens anytime you go into the upper echelons of gameplay what's required for success drives people to strategizing and building and creating things that are going to be you know maximize dps maximize efficiency optimum loadouts and that's where you start to see metas shaped they're shaped by trials again i don't think trials creates the problems i think trials highlights it under a magnifying lens it's like you're putting the game's meta and its structure under the microscope and in by in doing that you're creating you're creating a a clear picture of of where some of maybe the weak points in the game are where some of the uh where some of the problems lie um and I, that, that's why I don't think we can blame trials. I mean, if somebody wants to blame trials for the state of things right now, I, I just, I, I think you're, it's like people that blame YouTubers and streamers and hardcore players. We play the game a disproportionate amount and are able to highlight exploits, problems, glitches, bug, bugs, etc. We can highlight things that maybe we think are problematic, things that are too easy, things that are too hard, that, you know, whatever. We're, we're playing the game more, we're in the game more often, you know, we're able to um, we're, we're able to, I think highlight problems faster because of that. And I think it's just one of those things where you're not you're you're looking at correlation instead of causation. I don't think trials causes the meta. I think the meta would shape no matter what. Hard light would be everywhere regardless of trials. It's a low entry point, really strong weapon. I mean, it's a recipe for it's a recipe for people, you know, using it. It, it, it it's there's no question it's a recipe for that. It's it's a very 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 strong weapon. Um it's also an auto rifle. Like people have been waiting for auto rifles to be awesome again, and they finally have it. And <laughs> it, uh, it's no, it's no, you know, no question. It's a, it's a, it's a very strong weapon, and so people are, you know, going to be drawn to it. Next question, Pixel Pusher. With the impact of Adept Flawless Rewards, oh, what would it have on the current loot system? I don't think Adept weapons would have hurt anything. I don't think they would have hurt anything. I think if you look at the structure of Sundial and how they had weapons that could have an extra perk, none of that disrupted anything. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. I can't believe they gave us this level of strength. I there was there was no doubt uh, an in an influx of slightly cooler weapons. It wasn't that big of a deal. It was an extra perk. I think celerity could have been just that. All you needed to do was put celerity intrinsically on trials guns for going flawless that's all you had to do and I think that would have been enough to say the weapons are slightly better in the lighthouse and if people would have complained about that I think it would have been really easy to shut that down like it's just celerity it's just an extra perk it's just it's literally only helpful when they're the last guardian standing it's only contextually powerful it's not creating an OP weapon or an OP build um 
is it just me or is the moon seraph tower event so much easier to defend it's it, it feels so much easier to defend they come away from such long sight lines and i think maybe because hive can't teleport or jump this is way this is so easy so much easier to defend uh comparatively because to the, to the fallen and the cabal Jinja 300 do you think that Bungie wanted trials to land in the game with a strong foundation so they can build on it from here seen a lot of people asking for adept weapons this is exactly what I said when folks asked about it I said the reason I think they, they, they shied away from adept weapons is exactly this they were essentially saying look I we and I compared it to Titanfall a lot of people complained when Titanfall 1 first landed it only had like five weapons but it was also incredibly balanced and ran ridiculously smooth. Like the Titanfall one beta ran smoother. It ran smoother than virtually like any other shooter that had launched at the time. Like nothing ran as good as Titanfall. It was it was immaculate. And I, I attributed some of that to the fact that there were you know they only had five weapons to worry about. They didn't have to worry about forty weapons like in Battlefield or you know. I don't even know, 36 weapons like they did in Call of Duty. And I feel like in this case, Trials is kind of a similar thing. Let's keep it kind of basic. Let's just make sure everything's working right. And then in September, I believe they're going to really, really start to iterate on weapons anyway. I think September is the time that you're going to see, you know, an update come to weapons. And that's likely when they would say, hey, now we can really add aspirational weapons to the Trials loot pool. Because now they're, then they would be in a position to say, hey, these these weapons are going to get sunset in 12 months anyway and because they're going to get sunset in 12 months we can really like crack off and make them kind of crazy and kind of wild uh you know and have an adept perk and then then people would feel like well it's really worth going you know it's really worth going flawless now i'm gonna lag i think i'm gonna lag out or that guy that's lagging glitched this ball um yeah i can't pick it up that's unfortunate Peter Iliak, I feel like every time Bungie swings and misses on aspirational loot, the endgame players seem to land on the same simple solution. Why has it been so hard for Bungie to catch on how aspirational loot should be attached to the endgame? If you want my honest opinion, I think that people that were in positions of influence and decision making uh, on this season pass, I think they need to be either instructed to change their philosophy or they need to be uh, moved to another department or to another position. I'm not saying people need to be fired, but I think there's been a clear philosophical push from Bungie. There's there's people at Bungie that really, really think that y- you don't want to put good loot in the end game. You don't want to do that. You don't want to make it hard to get the best loot. That's been a clear, very, very clear thing. I happen to think that Luke Smith thinks differently. And I think now that he's in charge, I think he really, really needs to establish those standards. That's why I told people, I was like, if you if you go to his director's cut and you read it, he is essentially saying there we need to we need to refuel aspiration, which is saying we, there, there's there's no aspirational loot right now. And if you're going to refuel aspiration, then that means there needs to be a philosophical shift at Bungie. Whoever's in charge of the loot pools, whoever's in charge of like the aspirational loot structure, they need to think differently or move them, replace them, put them in a different department. Like, I'm not trying to be crass or mean here, but it's like 
what what they're instituting isn't good for the game it, it's it's bad for the game you're you're wasting so think about it like this you almost have a developer war at this point you have people spending time building really tough encounters build, building environments that are challenging building environments that are that are not easy and then the other developers are coming and be like hey here's the rewards we built for you and you're like wait a minute we just spent all this time building really really challenging content and you're building just junk as a reward like what the frick like you just undercut all of our hard work right it's almost like the the departments are at odds with each other we spent all this time making a raid making a dungeon making trials and the loot that you're offering get out of here this isn't good enough like if i was the one one of the people that worked on trials and then i saw the loot rewards and the loot structure i'd be like what are y'all doing like what is this nobody's gonna want to go flawless why did you build it this way why is it structured this way i'd be ticked off if i was one of the people that worked on garden of salvation the encounters the challenge the difficulty the cool environments the cool the cool mechanics and then i saw the rewards i'd be like what on earth is this? Why did you do this? <laughs> you know? I would feel like a sense of betrayal. I'd be like, what is, why why'd you do this? So it's like like I feel like the, the departments are at odds with each other right now. Luke Smith is unifying the vision for the game. I believe phase one was what we did last year, which was or, or, or the, the year that we're in right now, I believe is the is phase one keep the game going, keep the game afloat. Like he said in his director's cut, he's no longer worried about, will Bungie survive? He's like, where can we take this game? Like, his entire mentality has shifted. And that was my favorite part of the director's cut. Okay? So, if if we finish phase one, and then year four, which starts in September, if year four is phase two... I think phase two is where he unifies the vision for the end game and says, listen, it needs to be more challenging and way more rewarding. Because right now, you can't justify making it really cha- challenging. If you make it really challenging, people are going to be like, dude, the rewards are not worth it. The rewards are butt. Like, the rewards are basic. And since they're basic, y- th- there's there's no reason to go for them. How long can that thing survive? Oh, wow. Um... I don't know. When, when, whenever I whenever I look at the game right now, I think they fed the hobbyists. They fed the mid lane player. If they can keep that engine going, now it's time to start feeding the hardcore. Now it's time to start feeding the aspirational uh, players. And the reason that you want to do it in that order is you got to feed the mid lane players and the casuals because there's way more of them. You have The game has to survive. If that engine can run and you can keep the casuals in the mid lane in the game, then you can start to divert and pivot your attention to the more hardcore players to give them aspirational loot and to give them aspirational you know, content and rewards and structure. Because then... Then you you if you if you're in a situation where you're you're questioning whether or not oh this isn't fair they're putting the best loot in the end they're putting the best loot at the end it'd be like now hang on a minute you got plenty to do and plenty to grind for they've been feeding the casuals in the mid lane all this time why can't uh, what if they can't do both I don't answer what if questions I'm tired of what it could have should have what ifs like I, what do you mean what if like, I, what how am I supposed to answer that I'm tired of questions like that. I, I don't know. 
if they can't refuel aspiration we'll have the same conversation a year from now we'll say yeah a lot of people are playing mid lanes are happy hobbyists are happy and aspirational loot sucks like that's what'll happen like i don't know like it it's there's no way to predict the future i just i just think that's where that's where that's where they need to go they need to start feeding the end game feeding and as he said in his director cut director's cut refueling aspirational content no he threw a double so why doesn't Bungie make you pay Glimmer to reset the card? I don't know. It's not important. Samachio. What's your opinion on tri- trials paid carries? I don't give a rip what people want to do with their streams or their business. If they create demand for something and there's a willing consumer base that wants to pay for it, I don't give a rip. The self-righteous, holier-than-thou nonsense crap I see on my Twitter feed and in Twitch chats all the time wanting to take shots at people that have created demand for something and make money doing it, I'm sorry. Like, suck it and shut the frick up, Cupcake. That's the world. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's no reason to get mad about it. Now, recoveries, if they're breaking terms of service, then that's between them and Microsoft. That's between them and Steam. That's between them and Sony. It's not my job to police the internet and to police my fellow streamers. Like, it's like, it doesn't, that, that doesn't matter to me, you know? If, if people are going to do that, if people are going to run the risk of, like, getting in trouble and, and doing account recoveries and break terms of service, you know, that's on them. They're choosing to do that with their business. But the, the, the self-righteousness that I see so much on the internet is just so dadgum exhausting. Go start a church and sit inside it and be self-righteous altogether and get off the freaking Twitter feeds and get off the freaking game feeds. Like, I'm sick of hearing from judgmental people. Seriously, go start your own dumb religion and get on your soapboxes about why people shouldn't do this or why people shouldn't do that and judge and cast all your judgment and cast all your stones because I'm sick of freaking seeing it in my Twitter feeds. Uh, Maruma. You think a loot system that allows players to have more control over what roles they can get would be a good idea? Targeted farming is the key. Targeted farming is the key. Like, you you don't want to let people create roles and craft roles. You want people chasing roles. You want them continuously continuously going flawless that's what you want if you the the idea behind like the loot chase in the game hasn't changed empower people to chase loot is the key if you give people lanes to chase loot they will do it imago loop farm um grasp of malak farm these are historic and memorable farms why because it was a, it, i can go in there and get it i can go in there and get it i can go in there and get it right it makes perfectly good sense it's like that that's what people want right people people don't want people do not want to well maybe they do want to craft but i don't think they understand like long term you don't want crafting in this game you don't want people being able to like dictate their role i don't i don't think people understand how damaging that would be to the experience of the game it would make things too transactional you'd put in enough time build your god role and then you'd never play again it would just be like yep got enough yep got enough loot pursuits the key it's always been the key that made that has made destiny great and if you dilute that, if you work against that with crafting and with um, and with other elements of the game, whether it's building or re-rolling or any of that, I believe that those things are at odds with uh, with the game. Like people that want trading, I'm like, nope, crafting, nope, auction house, nope, 
these are all things that are bad for loot pursuit and, and, and bad for the game in the long run. What you want, you want a full player pool. You want full funnels of play, like, you know what I mean? That's what you, that's what you want. That you, you don't, you don't want people basically feeling like they can put in enough time, make their god roll, and then they're basically done, right? Does this logic apply to Armor 2. system? I still find point distribution to be a bit archaic. I think the Armor 2.0 system is fine because you can still really, really chase god roll stat rolls and go for the absolute best stats. That's a thing you can do. Armor 2.0, I don't think is like crafting. Now listen, changing like your mods and stuff on your armor, I know that's like, they call that build crafting. I just feel like there's a significant difference between that and people there's a significant difference between that and people re-rolling weapons with the currency or building a weapon I don't know to me I think there's a clear difference between the two so uh, triangle choke I think putting players that have gone flawless that weekend in a separate pool is the answer. No, it's not. But the wrinkle I would add would be that the flawless pool wins get a guaranteed weapon drop so that it's still a strong incentive to play. Thoughts? No, this is awful. You, like, I get what you're trying to do. I responded and said, if you put, if you put people in a different playlist because they're winning a lot, right? I can't look at your shotgun, JD. Um, if you put people in a different playlist because they because they went flawless, you're de-incentivizing going flawless. They're not going to want to go flawless. So you're pushing back and saying, oh, but after they go flawless, they're going to get wins and they're going to get and they're going to get guns every time they win. I feel like you're just putting a band-aid on it. It's like, oh no, it's fine. You're going to just get guns every time that you win. You're still fragmenting the player base you're still potentially making matchmaking take longer. You're still running the risk of region restricting people to where there's not enough people in their region to match, and then they end up in a laggy game. You know what I mean? And a separate pool, yeah, exactly. Like what John is saying, you're basically motivating people to kind of do what they're already doing in 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 a bigger way. Like, in a bigger way. Like, right now, they're already saying, oh, it's more lucrative for me to hang out on the bottom half of the card. And so they hang out on the bottom half of the card. And when they hang out on the bottom half of the card, it makes it unenjoyable for, like, literally everybody else in the game. So... In, in that lane, you can't separate the pools like that. Listen, if you motivate people to go to wins 4, 5, 6, and 7, and go flawless, if you're motivating them to do that in a strong way, equilibrium in the playlist happens. The back half of the card, those games take longer, Right? Those games take longer, and when those games take longer, those higher skilled players are hanging out on the back end of the card for longer periods of time, and over time what that does is it makes your skilled players spend less time or more expeditious time on the bottom half, and they're spending longer time on the back half, but they're doing so because it's more lucrative to do so, therefore cleaning up the bottom half of the card. You don't need protected from players that have gone flawless, like you really don't. If they handle the situation properly, you should just see those teams spend more time on the back half, and when they do that, 
you naturally would interact with them and run into them less. And so then you wouldn't feel this need to be like, oh, I need to be sheltered from the big bad boogeyman, from the big bad wolf. These guys are ruining my fun. They're ruining the playlist. Um, That's why I said, I don't fault the teams that did it. I say that it's on Bungie to incentivize different behavior. I, I I can't conceivably get mad at somebody for doing something that's efficient. How can you get mad at somebody for doing that? Oh, how dare you do an efficient loot grind? You know, oh, well, it's it's hurting it's hurting other people's experience. Well, I mean, again, that's on Bungie. If you want the playlist to flow that way, it's it's on Bungie. The same thing right now. People are like, I'm so sick of doing bounties. Oh no, I just can't take it anymore. Okay, well then stop doing bounties. But it's the most efficient way to level, dude. I grabbed bounties today and just periodically made a couple weapon switches and strikes and it wasn't that bad I got my bounties done fairly quickly and because of that I didn't feel like I was just living isolated in some lost sector like a lost sector like you know hermit I was I was able I was able to get a reasonable amount of my my bounties done in a, in a pretty in a pretty good amount of time and then I didn't feel like I was getting that burned out lost sector thing. So, but same deal though, right? Bungie should incentivize people to 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 do more than just like hang out in lost sectors with bounties. It's on them, right? It's on Bungie to make lost sector, you know, bounty farming less lucrative than running strikes. Like activities are 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 competing. You have systems and, 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 and in-game behavior that are in conflict with each other. The same thing is going on in Trials right now. Low game farming, token farming, is competing with going flawless. And so people are like, now why am I going to go flawless? It's, it's the same idea. Why am I not going to grab bounties and go into the Lost Sector? The game's internal systems are in conflict. They're, they're, they're conflicted with each other. They're, they're having a they're having a they're having a disagreement as it were and and Bungie just needs to figure out a way to to shift things around so that you don't feel that you don't feel that pull to say well it's it's I'm I'm better off just doing this I'm better off just doing this you always want people to say nope I am better off doing what is what makes sense we listen we have said the same thing about strikes how many times have we said that about strikes Bungie needs to motivate you to kill everything why? Because that would make the content more lively and more enjoyable instead of running past everything, right? Well, that's on Bungie. If it's more effective for me to run past everything in a strike, that's what I'm going to do. If you make it more rewarding and more lucrative for me to shoot every single enemy, then I'm going to do just that. It's I, it's, I think it's so much simpler than we've made it. I think Bungie's made big, big systemic changes that are good. Bounties, artifact, season pass, leveling's been more streamlined, uh, token system passages, bounties, all that with trials, right? All those are good, big systemic ideas. Now, they need to get down into the trenches and they need to tighten the nuts and the bolts. Leveling should have smart RNG if you're doing it every freaking season. You need some smart RNG in there. Quit giving me primes and milestones that hit the wrong item. That's frustrating 
That's that's them tightening a nut or a bolt. Okay, we can tighten that up. That's not that big of a deal. XP payout, activity versus bounty. Tighten that up a little bit. It's They're in conflict right now. They need to look at trials and do the same thing. Tighten up the nuts and bolts so that it makes more sense to go into games 4, 5, 6, and 7 and go flawless. I.e. the system's broken? No. False. That's hyperbolic. It's not broken. It's not optimum. There's a difference between a machine that runs and a machine that runs well. You can have a car that runs and it gets you to your it gets you to your job, but then you can have a car that runs well. They go in, you take it to the shop, they give it a tune-up, they they realign it, they rotate your tires, they change the oil, and you're like, oh yeah, my car is running a little bit better now. I'm getting uh, better efficiency on gas or whatever. They just need the game just needs a tune-up. If you think about it, this is something that always happens, right? You get boiled in the water slowly, and you forget that they've made all these changes. You forget that the artifact's brand new, the season pass is brand new, all these bounties are brand new, repeatable bounties is a new concept, the uh, having uh, artifact XP grind bonus power is a brand new concept, Uh, being able to have like a side grind like the chalice and obelisks and and the bunkers, that's a fairly new concept, that they put all that stuff into motion, put all that stuff into a development trajectory, and then when it lands in the game, you're like, I like it, but, I like it, but, this is okay, but, and then Bungie's like, okay, we'll make those tweaks next year. That's one of the only dilemmas, like, it's sort of a, it's sort of an if-then. If they're going to be creating content to deliver to you every three months, that's the if. If they're doing this, then the trajectory, ethos, theme, and feel of that content will all have similarities within them, okay? So now we've logically moved from... If they're going to give you content that often, then it'll all have something very similar in its theme, right? Bounties, the bunkers, the grind, the frames, all of that. It's all very similar, okay? Now, so we have a new if statement. If the content throughout the seasons has similarities and things about them that are very samey, then our criticisms won't start to really land and make changes and impact on the game until we're done with that year's worth of content. Does that make sense? Like, from a logical perspective, if you jump into Shadowkeep or Season of Dawn and you're like, this is pretty good, but I don't like A, B, C, and D. And if the community rallies around and says, yes, we also don't like A, B, C, and D. Well, guess what? The next couple of seasons are probably going to have A, B, C, and D because this stuff gets set in motion long before your feedback's there. And so they can't... Hang on, we got to pause, guys. we got to stop production. we got to slow everything down. You know, the community's not happy about uh, the XP payout of bounties. They're not happy about uh, the reliance on, on needing to run bounties for certain activities. People aren't happy about the fact that, like... Um, it's more lucrative to run uh, lost sectors. It's more lucrative to stay on the bottom half of the trials card. To me, it's like when they come out and say, "We hear you on all. We hear you about A, B, C, and D. We're collecting feedback on A, B, C, and D." That's why I'm always like accused of being a bungee apologist because I'm like, the game has slowly improved over time. Why? Because of our feedback. Forsaken, huge improvement on the game. Shadowkeep. Big improvements on the game. Leveling was inc- leveling was made better. The artifact was added. The season pass was added. Bounties were added. Repeatables were added. Like, they had all these quality of life updates. A couple months go by. You forget that they did all that. You assume all these things have been in the game since the beginning, even though they haven't. And you're like, well, but I don't like all these other things. 
so you forget that like they've added a bunch of good things to the table it's like we wolf down the food and we're like oh it's all gone I, I didn't like the taste of a couple of those pieces of things can you make it different next time and it's like well yeah we can but we, we, we're, we've already set the menu for the year it's already the trajectory's already been set like if you look at the, like think about it like this the leveling trajectory that they set in Forsaken Drifter f- like in Forsaken Forge's Drifter Opulence, okay? That leveling trajectory was set for the year. The only thing they did in the interim was they added uh, surge bounties because they realized it was a problem. The leveling was flawed and people freaking hated it. What happened when Shadowkeep landed? All of our input from the last year made things better for leveling. And you're like, great, thanks. Now I've got more criticisms. Like, you're like, oh, thanks for that. Imp- th- thanks for that. But now I have this criticism. So you can't you can't forget that D2 vanilla to Forsaken, Forsaken to Shadowkeep, there have been significant improvements in the game, system-wide changes in the game that have made the game more fun, that have made the game more enjoyable, and you getting burned out doesn't mean that the game hasn't gotten better. And and they're getting arguably better at capturing and keeping an audience. 1.3 million players yesterday. You can't keep blaming that on free to play, okay? Free to play landed in October. <laughs> so they're maintaining a pretty sizable player base. So they're getting some, you know, they're doing something right. And so when I look at questions like, you know, separating the pool and separating the players, and I don't like this, and I should be protected, and this and that, and blah, 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 I just, I'm like, well, we're we're obviously going to have to provide this feedback but you're not you're not going to be able to continually say these things need to be put into the game right away so i got off subject there cuz you know putting people in different pools and separating them i just i ultimately don't think that that would be helpful um i don't think that would be helpful aces and 88s would it be okay to remove the three win requirement and to cash in tokens? If I choose to be cannon fodder, can I get something too? I think everything else about trials is okay. Well, to be fair, this last weekend is pretty rough because 65% less people got to win three. So it's not the best weekend to use as an example because everybody was farming the bottom half. But I did say in my video, three wins on a card or like 10 total wins for the weekend would enable you to cash in your tokens so if you're just having some really bad luck and you just keep getting two wins that's fine after five cards of two wins each time you can cash in your tokens that's a pretty big commitment i think that's a lot of games because you have to consider if they keep getting two wins as well as getting losses so that the card dies and they can't get their third win that's a lot of freaking games um so I don't see a problem with saying, A, if you're having a really, really rough run of games and you're just having some pretty bad luck on who you're getting matched against, as long as you get 10 wins over the course of the weekend, by the time Monday or Tuesday morning rolls around, you can cash in your tokens as long as you manage to bag 10 wins for the week. Well, what would be in the loot pool? I don't know. Whatever the item is at three, like just let them get something. They're not, you know what I'm saying? It would be, you know, just let them get something. Whatever's dropping at three, let that be what their pool is. If they're having that hard of a time winning, they're not going to have that many tokens anyway. I think you're misunderstanding the free-to-play argument. It's not that there are more new players. It's that old players stop because they're burned out, and New Light have still two years of content to catch up on, meaning that they're keeping the player numbers strong, not people who play the annual pass. 
I think there are so many problems with that with that theory though, Light Leap. Number one, when I'm engaging with the new content, there there are people there are like I haven't had any issues. Now this is this is obviously anecdotal, but I'm also seeing testimony on YouTube comments and Reddit saying there seems to be a lot of people playing the new content. Every time I run around the tower, whenever I was playing trials, whenever I run the public event, there's people in the high 900s playing. So Unless Bungie's just doing a really, really good job getting people instanced together. Also, there's no way to prove your theory. You're just claiming that... I just think this is so hard to prove. You're claiming that right now, 1.3 million players a day, because you're unhappy, you want to force this and project it on the community. Well, it's probably a lot of new light players that have two years worth of content to play, and that's why there's so many people playing. Really? You think we're maintaining a million over a million players a day and a and a significant portion of that are players brand new to the franchise that are what loving it up in Forsaken and, and huh I don't think so I really don't I like I there's first of all there's no way to prove that and second that just seems incredibly unlikely like you you think that there's that many players playing old content like the, how long has the franchise been out and they're suddenly a huge fan and they're they're living in I guess in Forsaken and the annual past content that followed it I don't know I and if that is happening if that is happening I is that bad if you're wrong who cares right healthy player base lots of people are playing if you're right Again, who the frick cares? That means more people are playing Destiny. Like, I, you know what I mean? If if you're burned out and not enjoying it, this is where, this is where, scared me. This is where I've always said, your boredom is not an indictment of the content. Like, it isn't. Like, now we can make criticisms about the public event. We have. There's not enough variety. It doesn't feel linear. It doesn't feel like anything really changes. And that's why it doesn't feel as good as Sundial and Vex Offensive felt. But then there's other people that are like, no, I thought Vex Offensive and Sundial sucked. I think the new content's better. You get caught in this tangled web of like, well, who's right and who's wrong? Who's who's legitimately bored? Who just plays too much? Who has franchise fatigue? There's like eight different things you'd have to measure on a player you know you go to the doctor they take your weight they take your height they take your blood pressure they take your temperature they take all these things and they write them all down to be like okay here's what we're dealing with we're dealing with you know a five foot seven male weighing 180 pounds their blood pressure blah 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 and it's like you kind of have to do that with destiny players okay how long do you play the game okay how, how long do you play every day all right uh, what do you like to do in the game? Okay, what's your daily activities look like in Destiny? Okay, well, it seems here we're going to have to diagnose you with a uh, low-grade franchise fatigue and uh, and burnout syndrome. And it's like, and when, when you don't feel good, right? Food doesn't taste right. You don't really want to watch TV. Maybe you feel dizzy, so you want to lay down. Like, I do. I genuinely think, like, your own sort of symptomatic responses to the content can dictate your enjoyment of it. As opposed to saying like, well, let's actually critique the content. I continue to think that if leveling was more streamlined and if bounties were not so like, go run them by yourself. If you could just grab the bounties and run strikes, gambit, run crucible, run the public event, run the legendary lost sector. If you could just play the game, I don't think people would be so angry about the, the, the abundance of bounties. 
I think the abundance of bounties gets overstated because people are like, well, I got to grab them and go run in the lost sector. It's like, no, you don't. You don't have to play that way. You're choosing to play that way because you want to maximize your efficiency. Like, if you go into your backyard and tie yourself to a pole and run in a circle, you're like, I just don't think the yard's that big. It's like, what do you mean? You're you're running in a 10-foot circle. It, it's the, the yard is 100 yards long. And you're over in one spot running in a circle and coming to the conclusion that like, oh, the yard's just not that big. What? I mean, I ran strikes this morning. I changed my loadout because it was void. I was swapping things around to get some bounties completed. I thought it was fine, you know? I switched to a, a hand cannon. I was switching to stuff for arc. I was making sure I got my melee kills. I was making sure to throw, sure to throw grenades down. Right now, I've said many times I need to tweak that and tighten some of those bolts, making me do arc kills when it's a void week, making me get fallen kills when there's like one fallen strike. Like they need a, a quality of life pass on bounties. I won't deny that, but I also think sometimes people are their own worst enemies. Like you're tying yourself to a pole, running around in a circle, and concluding that the yard is small. And it's like, well, look at the way you're freaking playing the game. Like, are you doing all the things? If you mix it up a little bit, you probably won't feel the way that you feel. Basically what I'm saying is, I hear you're saying current player numbers suggest that Bungie's doing something right with the current model. All I'm saying is, this isn't clear to me, since it can also be engagement of old content of new players. Not saying it's a hard fact, I'm saying we can't tell for sure. Well, I mean, I don't know what other measure of success we would use then, because then you're wandering off into speculation land. Well, maybe they're failing. I don't. Maybe this is a. Maybe the, the the franchise is a complete and utter failure. Based on what though? The unhappiness of the player base. I. For every one person in chat that says there's bored, there's other people that are like, I'm kind of having a good time. I think the weapons suck. I think the weapons are pretty cool. I think the weapons are weak trash. I think the weapons have some really really strong builds. Have you seen some of the things people are doing? Like, I don't know. I I, I think it's another one of those times where. We're just getting a mixture of feedback and and the negative voices tend to be louder because they're unhappy and that's just kind of how it's always been. I don't feel like the dialogue centered around Destiny has changed one iota since Taken King when I started really pushing down to make more content and to talk to the community and I was running raids. Since Taken King to now, I feel like we're always having the same conversation. I am bored. I am unhappy. There is not enough to do. I, Taking King landed, what, uh, four years ago? I don't know. I feel like we've been having the same conversation for four years. That's why I don't get alarmist. I don't get, I don't get like, oh, sky is falling, game is dying. I express concern. I still think this season's gonna, gonna likely have a decrease in PvE numbers because of the entrance point. I'm being currently proven wrong on that front. I still think end of this week into next week is when you'll see the PVE numbers drop. If I'm wrong, great. They they, they did something right then. I'm worried that it's going to go the other direction. We'll see. I think that, that, that the, the hard light and the current structure and trials are going to cannibalize the Crucible playlist. As it starts to upswing, it's going to crash and burn if they don't get in front of it. But again, that's not me saying the game is dying. This is a failure. This is terrible. This is awful. A must guy is falling. I'm saying that I'm not sure the season pass model would be as successful if they didn't get free to play and thousands of new players went into a great game with all the forsaken and vanilla content. 
I just find it incredibly hard to believe in end of March, almost April, that new light players are still padding the numbers to that degree. It doesn't even take that long to play through all that content. If they play through the campaign and level, that's maybe a week or two worth of content. The the player base numbers have been predictable. It's a re, it's a player retention metric. I really don't think you can be like, yeah, it's new light. It's a lot of new light players. I don't think so. If this was week two of new light back in October, I'd be like, yeah, maybe. It's almost April. It's almost April. I don't think they're a a giant measurable metric anymore. And if they are, they're not even playing the old content anymore. They've probably been, been assimilated into the main player pool at this point. Leveling is so fast. And the campaign? Come on. The campaign content of Forsaken and Shadowkeep, that's not going to take that mo- that people that long to get through. They're probably done with all that by now. They've been assimilated into the player pool, which means they're a purchasing consumer, which means, I don't know. Like, And to a certain degree, that might be why the model's working, right? Think about it. A la carte works. It works. You get a little burned out, you might take a season off. You might not buy this season. Maybe you're just going to buy it and be like, nah, I didn't like it. You take a break. And then you're going to come back in the summer. Meanwhile, there's new light players filling the funnel. They're like, this all feels fresh and new and awesome. And then maybe in a couple seasons, they get a little burned out and they take a break. I think you're always going to have like this Venn diagram of the community leaving and coming back, leaving and coming back. And that's why a la carte, I think, is 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 the right call going forward with seasons because you, you kind of have this always this sort of this influx of players as well as players taking breaks and coming back. Parasito, could weapons still drop outside of 357? Small chance for something to drop after every match? I I don't have a strong opinion on that. I think empowering players to go... I'm going to start gliding past microcosmic solutions because we got tons of questions and it's not worth me engaging with every single teeny tiny idea, okay? And Paris knows I love him, but I'm, I'm going to glide over questions like this. All they got to do is make 4, 5, 6, and 7 and Flawless way more rewarding. So all of the microcosmic solutions in this Q&A now are going to get skipped because I don't think that's the needed discussion. I think the needed solution is make 4, 5, 6, and 7 way more rewarding as well as going Flawless. Microcosmic solutions just aren't helpful. They're not going to do that. They're not going to go down and make these teeny tiny little changes. They might make a big system-wide change to make 4, 5, 6, and 7 better for tokens as well as the Flawless chest. That's probably about all they're going to be able to muster this season. Sminja, do you think that adding exclusive adept curated weapons that are considered god rolls to the lighthouse rewards provide a big enough skipping? Uh, Ghostface, so is this a result of those players who went to Bungie last year? While I concede Trials is endgame, it's totally diverged from the casual access like in D1. Not true. No, not true. It's it, This is way more accessible than D1 Trials ever was. The tokens makes it more accessible. All you gotta do is get to win three. Like, come on. No, this is a misread. Giant misread. No accuracy in this statement at all. It's way more accessible. Player-based behavior this last weekend made it inaccessible. The structure is way more accessible than it used to be. 99% of my clan hasn't even a single win. Not even close to a single win. Okay, I could see that being true this last week, but if they played on burnout and couldn't get a single win, I don't know what you want me to say. If you're that freaking bad at the game, what do you want us to do? Like, do you want to just 
press F to pay respects on your own dead body and get loot? Like, come on. Not a single win? You're either exaggerating or your clan is full of thumbless potatoes. You can get wins in trials. Come on. The players that I've seen playing, give me a break. 99% of your clan doesn't have a single win in trials. Burnout had the exact same problem. It was constant matches against multi-flawless teams. I don't believe that. That doesn't make any sense. I I casted team after team after team that games one through three, they were playing against people that they had blindfolds on half the time, it seemed. How are you not running into those teams? Come on, man. I, I, I don't think it's that extreme. Now, this last week, I'll grant you that this last week was pretty rough because everybody was farming bottom half. Maybe they were doing it last week and I just didn't notice. Maybe they were farming bottom half last week. Again, the structure is not inaccessible. Player behavior is making it inaccessible if people are farming the bottom half. You weren't forced to make it to three wins to turn in tokens. There were no tokens to turn in for engrams in D1. That wasn't a thing. You you got the game three and five, and you got loot from that, and then you got loot from the bounties. There were no tokens in 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 D one. D one was way more accessible. No, it wasn't. No, you only got loot at three and five, and then you got loot from bounties. How is that? How is that any different than what we're doing now? Make the argument. I want to hear it. How is that more accessible? You, I I literally remember losing game four. Or losing game five and being like, shoot, I am not going to get any loot. It was the same dadgum thing. There were tokens that you had to use for ticket perks. Right, 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 right. Like I said, there were no tokens to get engrams. Like, it was the same system back then. You needed three to get a drop, five to get a drop, and then you got them from bounties. Now they've added tokens, a whole new system that wasn't present in D1. So you can't even compare that and be like, well, I can't turn in my tokens unless I get three wins. Okay, well, there were no tokens in D1. So now your parallel's not functioning. Uh, As soon as you line up what was required of you in D1 to what's required of you now, it's the same thing. it's, It's not any different. All that happened this last week was the best teams farmed the bottom half of the card and made it really inaccessible. Bungie did not make this inaccessible. For frick's sake, like, there are passages that literally give you more XP, more tokens. Like, they built this from the bottom to the top to give inroads to casual players. The player base is making it inaccessible. They're they're dropping down into the bottom half and living there. That's on Bungie. They got to incentivize people to go up into games four, five, six, and seven. The bounties gave you weapons and gear. You didn't need wins in D one. Do you not get gear from the bounties now? I thought you got gear from these bounties. Oh, you don't. You just get tokens. I mean, I'll grant you that comparison. I'll grant you that comparison. I thought you okay. So yeah, you got you got gear from the bounties in D one, sure. But but on the flip side, with this system, you would run out of bounties in D one. Now you can keep going. You can get bounties, finish them, and then get repeatables, and get tokens from the games. Do you get do you get tokens from the repeatables? Probably not. I don't know. Also, it's trials. So, 
you know what I'm saying? They've built a system to where, oh, you do get tokens from the repeatables. I don't know. I, listen, with a mercy card, okay, with a mercy card, all that you're being asked to do is win half of your games. You can win the first game and lose the next. Win the next game, lose the next. You can literally lose three games in a row and then get that win to get that third win. I'm not saying that it's easy, but to stare at me straight-faced and say that a token system, bounty system, passage system that requires you to win 50% of your games in order to get loot as not being accessible, I I can't take that seriously. I really can't. You you literally can go 3 and 3 and get something. And you can, while doing this, get tokens to get more stuff. It, like, it, I can't take that criticism seriously at all. It's, it's, it's so accessible for endgame aspirational, highly competitive PvP. Takes a mediocre team like two hours to get enough tokens for one Ingram. That's awful turnover. I, okay. So, not being as good at the game gets you less loot I'm not shedding any tears over that I'll get more loot than you if I run a menagerie with a stacked team I'll get more loot than you if I run a stacked team in sundial I'll get more loot than you if I stack up and slam through all those early seasonal things to get more loot efficiency on the back half of the season are you going to get upset about that too you get out what you put in if you're not good you get less stuff it, that it's trials the logic doesn't stand to be like oh I, I, I should be able to get the same amount of loot as skilled players this is precisely why they're living on the bottom half of the card they tried to feed you at the bottom rung and in so doing they made that more lucrative than going flawless like your own logic is part of the problem like that's not good for trials it shouldn't be more lucrative for people at the bottom it should be more lucrative for people at the top of the card that's exactly the problem we're having right now is that it's better for them to live at the bottom echelons with you making your experience worse you should want them living at the top and living fat that's what you want if you're a mediocre or low skilled players right now what you want is you want high skilled trials players getting super fat and just overwhelmed with loot and tokens at the top half of the card that's what you want because you want them to go up there so then you can live down here and get your reward structure you want them growing fat with strength exactly it works listen it's in your interest for them to get lots of dope stuff at the top end of the echelon it gets like it gets way way better for you if they're being rewarded at the top half of the card 100% and on the flip side it helps the really really high level players if it's accessible for you at the bottom rungs so you should be listen i argued in my video you should be able to turn in your tokens after getting so many wins if you can't bag that third win i feel bad for you man you're having bad luck that sucks if you can get 10 wins on the weekend six wins total or something on the weekend that unlocks token turn in 
they reset their card five times and got two wins each time that's fine with me they got 10 wins who cares let them turn their tokens in and if you're a high level player you want them in there doing that because it's better for the playlist you don't want them feeling like it's a waste of their time they're going to vacate the playlist it's going to drop out of the 350,000 player mark and then you're going to have way less people playing A lot of you got tro- participation trophies growing up and it shows. We can disagree on the card-based matchmaking being part of the problem, but those other three things I listed aren't going away until they are addressed. Low card farming is the meta. Right. Feed the back half is how they're going to have to fix this. If there was a random roll of depth weapon on flawless completions, all of a sudden god players don't want to farm tokens, they want to farm flawless. Yeah, if that's the only place to get it, that's that's pop. That's probably true. Um, it's truds. Do you think this problem is overstated, given that the loot pools for most players will be larger as the weeks go on? No, no, it won't. This problem's not going to go away. Fast forward to week five, truds. Let's just fast forward, okay? And you have all the loot now. So when you turn in engrams. It's Saint. Tokens to getting grams. All the loot's in that pool. It is still more lucrative and faster for you to farm the bottom half of the card. You're getting a quicker turnover rate of tokens, which ultimately gives you a quicker turnover rate of gear. That is ultimately the problem. The, the system is, is in conflict with itself. It's the same idea of grabbing bounties and going into a lost sector. It's more lucrative to do something that's sort of out of left field. It's like, why are people doing that? It's the fastest way. Why are people grinding the bottom half of the card? It's the fastest way. Even once, even once their loot pool from Saint is super, super full, they're still going to feel that pull to say, dude, it's way faster to stomp three games and reset. It's way faster. Especially if they run the passage card that gives them more tokens every time they win. They're getting five tokens a win. Every three games, that's 15. It's every four games, every four games, they get a, they get a, they get an engram. Or should they try to go flawless? They're going to take the path of least resistance. Optimal boy. Should there be more trials weapons uh, next season or more focus on PvE? I, I, I'm not going to argue on either side. I think we just always need more things to chase. Frey Frey. Would an exponential increase in tokens help? I think that combined with that combined with them adding a lot of loot, a lot of tokens into the lighthouse chest would also uh, be helpful. Avan J. How would you assess the overall state of the game right now relative to other points in the D2 life cycle? Are we at a lower point than Drifter last year? That's impossible. Uh, I personally don't think we're anywhere near Curse of Osiris, but it also feels like we're in a rut. I think we are in... I I think we're in like a, a bridge building scenario is kind of how I put it. I believe that... Shadowkeep in this year is building a bridge for where they really want to take the game. I don't think you, this is you can compare this to Drifter. Drifter was horrible, and the player base numbers reflected that. Again, I'm not beating this dead horse anymore. People are getting burnt out and should take breaks. 
a lot of the criticisms coming from people living in lost sectors and then saying that it's Bungie's fault they're doing that. A lot of this is coming from people presumptively and preemptively decrying that weapons are trash before ex- examining them, like with the Seraph weapons. Trials weapons are trash. No, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. Best shotgun in the game, one of the best ARs in the game. Welcome to Wrongville. Like, everybody was wrong. So much of the early week criticism was, like, literally false. It wasn't even about, like, oh, it's my opinion. No, like, you're actually wrong. Like, these weapons are unique. These weapons are strong. These weapons can get good rolls. But everybody spent the first two weeks living on light.gg looking for Rampage Outlaw and Rampage Kill Clip. And they're like, where is all that stuff? This stuff sucks. It's like, okay. And now two weeks in, they realize that criticism's empty. So what do they run to? I'm bored. It's not fun. I'm sick of bounties. Like, this is why these conversations, like, that's why sometimes I sound irritated and exasperated because it's like, this is what people will do. This is kind of the cycle that it goes through. New content drops, okay? And within 6 to 12 hours, you will hear knee-jerk, empty, arguably sometimes stupid criticism. Just completely baseless. It sucks! This all stuff sucks! The guns suck, Lono. Baseless. And upon further reflection, these criticisms end up being inaccurate, okay? So when you take those criticisms from somebody, what do they do? What? Okay, well that. Oh, what? Okay, well that's fine. The weapons are are good and can have good rolls, and the war mine cells are pretty strong. But I don't need them. Oh, okay. So which is it? Which is it? Because at first it seemed like you were upset that the incentives weren't good enough, and that's why you were irritated. Once you see that the incentives are good enough and are worth chasing, now it's something else. Now it's oh well, I don't need them. Well, hold on a minute. If you don't need them, then wouldn't have been the true measure of criticism at the beginning of the season been that I don't need them, there's no true aspirational content, which you couldn't have known that because you hadn't played Legendary Lost Sectors yet, and you haven't played Grandmaster Nightfalls yet. Right? So, but don't you see? It's like the minute you take that criticism away from them, like, yeah, but I don't need them. Okay, then why are you playing? Like, I feel like that's the question I have more and more for folks. Why are you playing? Why? Why did you play back in D1? What What are you hoping to get for $10? I, I guess every three months you're hoping for them to completely reinvent the weapon system, add completely new and more powerful perks because that's the only way they're going to unseat all your god rolls. And in so doing... They also, they also need to create really, really complex, dynamic, aspirational content so all these new strong weapons with all their new strong perks have a context for you to go into. I said this before, if you drive home every day from work and you expect your table to have on it a perfectly prepared ribeye with asparagus and an ice cold beer and your wife in a French maid's outfit and every day you drive home with that expectation and every day you get home and that doesn't happen you get more mad and more mad and more mad you are the cause of your frustration it's not your wife's fault it's not anybody else's fault but you so every time you're driving to the next season you're like ooh I can't wait to spend my ten dollars and get all this amazing stuff and all these new perks and this dynamic, complex, challenging content, and then you don't get it, and you're like, yep, yeah, see, typical Bungie, look at this, so disappointing, 
Sister, can you can you believe this? It's the same old, same old. It's like I, I feel like you're the cause of the frustration. They didn't even do st- a stream this time. They didn't even do a stream. I'm just I'm to the point now where like I just tell people I'm like don't play then. Like I'm not gonna sit here and convince you to play if you're burned out, quit. I'm not going to shed tears. I don't want to sit here and listen to you whine every day. Go play something else. Like, seriously. Or take a break. Oh, it's okay to give us bad content for $10? No. Apparently, it's okay to make straw man arguments, because that's what everybody does whenever I say this. Oh, it's okay to give us bad content for $10. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that your expectations should be in line with $10 content every three months. Probably just a continuation of your hobby, and not deep dynamic aspirational content with all new weapon systems and perks like they're not going to draw that up every three months every every criticism is rooted in an ideal right every every criticism is rooted in an ideal so you're saying it's not this and it should be this right and so I think people have created this ideal in their mind that they, they judge the game against and it's like I got news for you can we press pause for a second your ideal that you're judging this game against is is so so not achievable it's just not achievable so every season you come you're like alright here we go these are the markers this is what I'm looking for and you don't get it and you're like yeah see look at this can you believe this Last season, we said there was tons of stuff to do in the game and no reason to do it. All this old content, all these old spaces, no reason to go run that content. And look what Bungie did. They repurposed Legendary Lost Sectors. Well, they made something new, right? They take Lost Sectors, they repurpose them, they call them Legendary Lost Sectors. Can you believe them reskinning content? What? People will spend an entire season saying there's so much to do and no reason to do it. There's so much dead content in Destiny. Bungie repurposes some of it, and then those same people are like, yeah, it's reskin. It's boring. You keep saying that, but when we get worse weapons than Sundial and Vex Offensive that are invalidated by an artifact mod that lets you bypass their existence. Okay, but Flame... I can spawn Warmind bombs, Warmind cells, only with an ARC subclass, okay? So, your argument is contingent upon a very narrow way of playing the game. You are exaggerating when you say that that artifact mod invalidates Seraph weapons. No, it doesn't. Not everybody wants to run ARC subclasses, especially if they like Phoenix Protocol. Maybe they like Saint-14's helmet. They're not going to run an ARC subclass. Solar Splash Damage now? Okay, but then you have to run a Solar Dragonfly weapon. Again, that doesn't invalidate the Seraph weapons. So, sure. You could go arc subclass with a a dragonfly solar weapon and never touch the seraph weapons. That's fine. I can run the seraph weapons and run a void subclass. I don't have to run those weapons. And yeah, I know the LMG will likely be the 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 golden goose this season because of some of the things it can run with. But like 
your measure of better or worse flame is so cherry picked you're like oh i know the seraph weapons can do all these new things but i'm gonna run an incredibly narrow build that i never have to run those seraph weapons therefore those seraph weapons suck and it's like now hang on a minute that's not a fair judgment of the weapons that's not a fair judgment well but lona if i run the sunshot in an arc subclass i never have to run those seraph weapons Okay, you didn't just invalidate or devalue them. You said that you can you can actually ignore them if you'd like. But as and as Eugene is saying, the SMG with Vorpal is really strong. Like, yeah, I mean, even even the way they roll with Vorpal in conjunction with the the Warmind cells. So like Vorpal and Warmind cells coming in one package is actually pretty nice. So again, like I don't think you can invalidate the weapons just because there's a very particular build you can go to and run. I don't I don't think so I don't so and again that's still your opinion somebody might look at the seraph weapons and be like I think this is hot I don't like an arc subclass I don't want to run the sunshot I don't want I don't even like me personally I don't like running energy primaries that much so they're not invalidated to me they're new they do something guns have never done before in the game and it's up to you to decide whether or not they're cool or not just like Last season, Osmosis and Vorpal, it was up to you to decide whether or not those were interesting enough. The Waveframe Grenade Launcher, I was singing that thing's praises, and there were people that were like, I think that thing sucks, Lono. And I was like, yeah, but it's new, it's cool, it does something that I've never been able to do before in the game. And I liked it. And other people were like, yeah, I think it's lame. So, like, that's the problem, is when you wanted to cry the season is a failure, or the guns is inferior, or the guns is not good, it's like, according to you like but they still might to others just like to me like last season there were weapons that i thought were dope that other people didn't think were dope i have missed so many freaking subs uh 25 months from jared bishop with two months 12 months from jackarama that's a red badge salty truth with 24 months that's a gold badge three months from basics rooms paddywhack with 14 months and a brand new sub from uh arch cunning so and listen, I, I love the people that want to come in here and debate, and I love the people that want to come here and go back and forth. But I kind of feel like some of you guys come in and you beat the same hobby horse every time, and it's like Q&A is not necessarily about always going, going into the same circle here. Like, we're supposed to be talking about the trials loop problem, and, and we're not. We're, like, we're getting bogged down into complaints that we've already spoken to. We've already had this boxing match like three weeks ago, you know? Bumbo Zane with 36 months, that's three years. Uh, you're high on coke or manic, I'm leaving now. You're stupid and ignorant and I don't care if you leave. We're probably better off without somebody you like you being here. Your brain's too small to keep up with how fast I'm, I'm talking. I'm sorry, I mean, wipe the blood from your nostrils if you're having trouble keeping up and then go the frick somewhere else. Whamgy. Do you think putting a penalty for wiping a card with no losses on it would keep good players from firing the bottom of the card? There should be no penalty for resetting the card. Absolutely not. No. Oh man, let's just reset. Let's just reset. So and so just got live or oh, let's just reset. We lost our mercy. No. That's micromanaging. It's easier. It's way easier. You just make 4, 5, 6, and 7 in the flawless chest better. It's truds. 
Trials is a time sink. To progress wins, you generally need to keep at it, unless you're a god. Do you think word got out about farming and the general player base just threw in the towel without trying? I don't think so. There were still a lot of people playing. It was the same numbers as last year. Uh, last, uh, last weekend. Augustine. Would fully masterwork weapons with celerity as an intrinsic perk be a good flawless incentive? Already, I literally said this in my video. Click fire. Do you think trials could benefit from a solo queue like comp? No, it's a terrible idea. B, stud king. I think if you have to make adept weapons that can drop every flawless run, that would be a way to... No, this is just your idea that's been said a thousand times. not even original to you. Won't this issue be resolved once top players have unlocked all the loot into the pool? No, it won't because it still is... Again, I already had this question. It's still going to be potentially more lucrative to just farm the bottom of the card more token turnover rate at a faster rate uh, what's your opinion on the argument that the buff to ARs has decreased the skill gap due to their ease of use we talked about this last season when I said anytime they buff ARs that's a risk anytime anytime they buff ARs that's a risk so you have to be careful because th- this happened with the recluse I don't honestly think the issue is ARs. I think the issue is that Hardlight has way too much utility. It's it's a bloated weapon with a thousand awesome things on it. I think Suros is a little bit more mitigatable and, and, and you can get away from it a little bit more easy. Now, maybe Suros is running away with things in sixes because it's more chaotic, but in Trials, Suros is pretty easy to rob the person of the power that they get from it. If you hear spinning up, you don't go around the corner. You engage at a further range. Use something like Thorn or a Sniper or a Hand Cannon in general to make things hard on them. Um, I think Hard Light's just in another category because it's a bloated weapon. It's got so many things going for it. Click Fire. I think trials weapon frames or bounties that can only be completed in trials could work as a more direct farm method. That's the idea I put in my video, Jake the Viking. What is your settings to run D2 smoothly? I have to crank everything down or it gets super laggy on Streamlabs. That's not what Q&A is about. There's guides on how to do a single PC stream. My in- my information is not going to help you. I'm running two PCs. So if you're running on a single PC stream, I would look up guides on how to do that. Uh, there are guides on how to optimize single PC Destiny streaming. I just go to YouTube. Uh, Headstrong. You talked about skill-based matchmaking not being a good thing for trials. Would a better system be looking out, uh, over everyone's card if they have 15 or more flawless runs? Nope, we've already had the suggestion. Terrible idea. It would fragment the player base and de-incentivize people from going flawless. Red Berry. What if after you go flawless, you go into a winner's pool? Nope, same bad idea we've already addressed. Uh, Salvation. Why not allow you to purchase a weapon frame that requires a lot of work to complete or a flawless run? Auto-completes the weapon frame. Now, I like this. I said going flawless would let you buy a couple of frames, or in this case, you could get those frames and then they auto-complete on your next flawless. I mean, that, that's 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 not a bad idea either. Hockey Dan. Do you think Bungie will have something for Trials in the fall expansion, such as an incentive overhaul or new loot? I think uh, in September, it'll be an all-new armor set we've never seen, all-new weapons we've never seen, and probably truly adept weapons. I think that'll start in September. Dan Papa. Paris sees 67 questions and he still submit one. Paris! Uh, what if, not saying this is true, they want PvP to strangle itself? Kind of show people that they had rose-colored glasses about it. There is literally no way that they did this, Dan. So your theory is that they spent hours, they flew out Crafty and Lupo, they made a video where Luke Smith's like, it's coming back, Trials is coming back, we're gonna get it right. You think they did all of this and they have like some sort of ulterior motive to strangle PvP. Homie, homie, you, you, you are you are in like conspiracy hat land. There's literally no way a company would do that. 
you're gonna damage your own game like why would i don't i don't think so that that you think they sat in a meeting and said i got it guys let's make it bad what why are you saying that greg well think about it if we make it bad It'll choke the playlist, it'll strangle it, and people will realize they had rose-colored glasses to see that PvP was never that good to begin with. What? What are you talking about? Why would we do that to our own game? Like, there's no way they did this. Hobbit Spartan. I think that if Trials loot was at its best, I still think that the Crucible loot is still sparse. Shax is still an NPC. Do you think that Bungie put all their eggs into the Trials when the whole coup needs to be addressed? Well, here's the thing. They seem to have indicated they have no plans to replenish the NPCs in the seasonal content. That could be related to a couple of things. Perhaps it's related to bandwidth. Perhaps it's related to the fact that they want to do more significant changes in September that will maybe enable them to do what you're asking for every season. At the current juncture, we didn't get a season we didn't get a seasonal uh, NPC refresh last season. So why would we have gotten one this one this this season? It stands to reason that every season's going to be like this. Trials was not like a threat to vendor refresh. Vendor refresh didn't happen last season either. So, vendor refresh is essentially not on the table for the foreseeable future. Trials was not is not to blame in any respect. Tony Darko. Is there a place for the idea of giving trials the wrath of the machine treatment anyone who cares enough to keep going flawless could receive special currencies from the chest to level gear make tweaks stat distribution desired needs this is you're suggesting something in the spirit of what i said like make going flawless really lucrative i think you're just getting too microcosmic i don't think they need to get this specific like well if you keep going flawless you get a currency and then you take that currency and then you can re-roll your guns and you can re-roll your armor or whatever to me it just makes the most sense to just dump tons of rewards in four five six and seven in the flawless chest so trials is a threat to ritual weapons though that's a false read dylan confirmed reddit that time spent on trials weapons was the reason they couldn't spend on rituals that's still a false read that's just simple bandwidth allocation that's just simple bandwidth allocation how many weapons can we conceivably make ship and test every three months how many uh this many okay Trials means that we can't do ritual weapons. That doesn't mean trials is a threat to anything. It means they said this season, this is the amount of guns we want to we want to deliver, and they are going to land in these sections, right? Like it's not a threat; it's a bandwidth allocation issue. They basically shipped the same number of weapons this season as they did last season, and so that's just the natural course of things. Trials weapons are legit reskins. Those are brand new weapons in Destiny 2. I know they're from Destiny 1, but they had to be rebuilt. All their stat distributions are different. Their archetypes are different. All the rules of weapons are different now than they were in Destiny 1 when those weapons showed up. So they had to be completely built from the bottom to the top and then tested in this sandbox and ethos. Dark Chemist. Do you think token amounts should be increased from the bounties? Five. Uh, this is too microcosmic. J. Christ, not trolling. Do you think there has been a time in D two where loot incentive was where it needed to be? Um, sundial. I think the sundial structure was perfect. I think I think the the sundial uh, was perfect because your efficiency went up throughout the season, and the the faster you ground it, the the better your odds of getting god rolls. I think it was a good good system. Pinoy. 
what do you think about restricting loadout cards and add a different level of difficulty skipping dookie tang chicken wang do you think allowing players to choose what weapons or armor they get from three five and seven yeah i'm just going to start skipping the microcosmic ones commander tyke simple question do you think that they nerfed izanagi's too much no is a reason Given how hard it is to go flawless combined with players taking the path of least resistance, is the solution to making trials more accessible in order to increase the player base? This is not even a question. Augustine. What can Bungie do to reward players for aspirational pursuits while mitigating other players feeling exclusion? Should weapons have perks built that only work in their preferred activities? Adept weapons and celerity and what they did with Sundial is something I've already said this morning. The idea that like your weapon has a couple extra things or intrinsic perks that are awesome that are, as you said, contextual to the to the mode. You don't want to be like the absolute best hand cannon in the game is in trials. You want to be like one of the best hand cannons is in trials and it has an intrinsic perk that makes it more valuable in trials. <clears throat> Dark armed games. Do you think uh, ties should come back or should the win go to the person who did the most game? Yeah, they need to fix that. Ties feel random right now. Ties feel totally random. That needs addressed, 100%. Sweatpants. How'd you feel about limiting the amount of rewards for three and five wins, but then allowing flawless unlimited drops? That's not the solution. Arctic Spartan. Do you think having passages for weekly loot would work? And it requires seven wins, but not flawless. Microcosmic solution. Arctic Spartan. Do you think Trials is spoiling players? Iron Banner is just a horrible skill-based matchmaking mess, and all I can think about are the connection-based games and Trials. Um, I I don't know if Trials is spoiling people. I think people have wanted connection-based matchmaking for a long time. Jack Jack Go Go, what do you think about the flawless chest where they could do like skipping? Dan Papa, what if you couldn't manually reset your card? Skipping already answered. You guys are you guys are um, I I love Q and A, but you need to try try not to submit questions that have either already been answered in the video or already submitted. I. There's too much repetition today. It, it's, it seems like folks are um, a little too hungry to submit a question. I've answered the same question seven times today. That doesn't seem like something that should be happening. Like, just try your best to listen. and if Or even look at chat. I know on mobile it's really freaking hard to see chat. But some of these questions are half an hour old. There are literally some of these questions are within four questions of each other. I answer a question and then four questions later it's the same question. Just try and look at chat and just see. I know it's difficult. I'm not saying anybody's doing anything wrong. Just do me a favor and be like, oh, somebody already asked this question. I saw it in chat just a moment ago. Um, uh, Why you change your stance on writing this question like 45 minutes ago? Slightly? Why is it that PvP players are constantly asked to cater to the casual players, but PvP activities nearly never see that level of having to water down their content? Endgame activities for each aspect of the game, PvE, PvP, Gambit, should not sacrifice for people who don't take the time to devote themselves to a portion of the game. Well, I would say the significant difference here is, Jay, that strikes... I'm sorry. Raids and dungeons don't have matchmaking. Right? So the engine of, of, of dungeons and raids are not running on matchmaking, okay? Trials doesn't work if lots of people aren't playing. You can go run a super old raid right now with your friends. 
no problem. It doesn't matter how many people are running Leviathan. You can just go do it. If Trials as a playlist doesn't have lots of people in it, it doesn't function. So it's not necessarily like... I have never said, oh, placate to the casuals. I've said, let them play and enjoy it while making it way more exciting and rewarding to go flawless. So you're filling the funnel with lots of players and it gets narrowed down at the bottom of the funnel. Not as many people go flawless, but the entire funnel is full of people. The engine of trials just doesn't work if you don't have lots of people playing. That's not true with a dungeon and a raid. So that it it isn't the best parallel. I see what you're saying, like, well, they've never tried to placate to casuals with raids. You just have to do it. Right. And I think in trials, it's just different because of matchmaking. Brock Kelly. I haven't heard much from you about Ghost and Sparrow Awards. How do you think that they could set it up as a pure RNG drop? Should these be leveraged to help engagement? I continue to say that cosmetics can come in as a reward, but they're not good enough. It's just a static drop. Like, you're gonna get it and kind of be done. Like, I think that's that's a meager offering, truth be told. I think it would be better if it was more empowering, more rewarding, more tokens, targeted farming. These are things that are going to be more winsome to players long term. I'm not saying don't do sparrows and ghosts and ornaments. I'm just saying ultimately that still isn't good enough. Like that's not all you can do. That can be a cherry on top, but that can't be like the actual meat of the reward. Juice box. Not that you're saying that, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, knowing that there are issues with token farming, do you think people are being unrealistic and wanting access to flawless because it's meant to be? I don't think anybody's asking for access to flawless. People, 65% less people got to win three, which means way less people could even turn in their tokens. That one guy in town. Do you think that if the system for Trials of Osiris stays like this, that it's going to bore players? Because right now it feels like Trials of the Nine, uh, and it's okay, what should I, why should I play this? Um, we've answered that question this morning. Gula. Now that everyone's quarantined, I feel it's forced people to play more and they have time to play and they're now feeling the true effects of the meta. Why are questions like this even getting through? That's not a question. Um, Mad Crazy Duck. Do you think that there is a need for skill-based loot rewards or should everything be grindable? Skill being left as an accelerator of sorts. Well, you should... I. I continue to think that we're on this trajectory. I think even more so, starting in September, you're going to see better rewards in the harder content. I think that that change is coming. That generally hasn't been true in Destiny 2 for its life cycle, and I think that's about to change. Rookie License. So we all accept the PvP players finally got an endgame event. And though I'm not one of them, I'm happy for it. Why can't Bungie bring a weekly raid challenge to complete? Okay, I mean, this is just sort of like a why can't we get something too? I think eventually they're going to do something with like Age of Triumph. But like, this really isn't a question that was needed to be asked right now. It has nothing to do with trials. It's just you being unhappy about not getting raid content. Luke said seasonal model is more than likely going away. No, he didn't. And that we are going to get three. Now that we're three seasons deep into it, it feels like this is a solution to ensure the game survived. Um better uh a better uh the game has survived until a better plan of content was developed what do you think this model could be replaced by he never said that there's come on man he never said that i'm not going to answer a question and have to educate you on what he said go reread the director's cut he did not say the seasonal model is going away 
He did not. He said they're going to lean away from FOMO and lean away from content coming and going away. But he did not say the seasonal format's going away. He never indicated that. So the question's not even... Man, this is a rough day for Q&A. The American Grizzly. Now that the second bunker has dropped, do you think that the PvE player base is going to drop significantly? I said that end of this week into next week, PvE would likely go down because of leveling. If I'm wrong, we'll see. I I think leveling is more the issue. I don't think the bunker's the issue. I think leveling is the issue. Because you need to level to do the 980 public space content and enjoy it and not see swords and skulls. You need to get to close to 1,000 if you want to enjoy legendary lost sectors. Especially the legendary lost sectors on the moon. So I think leveling is more the problem. Irish guy. What are your thoughts on reverting to the trials reward system in D1? Random weapon drop. This is microcosmic. Salt vulture. In Luke Smith's director's cut, he implies that starting with the next year, there will be more emphasis on core activities in the game. Given how in D1 and around this time we got Age of Triumph, do you think next year's worth of content will be Age of Triumph style rework of everything in the game? Like bringing the old raids back. I think they're holding Age of Triumph in their pocket. Right? I do. I think they're holding Age of Triumph in their pocket. I think what he's thinking about is what we kind of have right now. Legendary Lost Sectors are thematic. There's a there's a there's a big giant robot. There's the, there's the javelin, um, and they're updated to be in theme with you know what's going on this season. So. Leveling is nothing. When people see the bunker is ninety nine percent the same, they will peace out. Why? It, the the obelisks were that way. When people saw the two new obelisks, did they did they did they do that too? They say, "Oh, I have to grind more bounties and level this up to get in-game benefits and 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 perks." It was it's the same idea, and most of the benefits and perks on each obelisk were relegated to that planet. You know, better resources and stuff. Anecdotal, but I personally did. Okay, but keep in mind, when I've said the player base numbers will drop, last season they didn't. So the 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 you know, lots did, I personally did, that's fine. The player base numbers are a refutation of your claim. Last season, in Season of Dawn, as the obelisks rolled out, it did not create a vacancy or an exodus in the player base. So, that assertion is false. Now, you could say, oh, it's going to happen now. If it happens now, I again am going to attribute that to leveling, because leveling is the gateway to the content. 980 public space and a thousand level legendary lost sectors, people are like, I need to level. And if leveling continues to go the way that it's going for some folks, I believe the exodus will happen because of leveling. The player base did not see any significant exodus last season when the obelisks rolled out. Our player base numbers in PvE didn't slow down in Season of Dawn until we were into February. That has nothing to do with the obelisks. That was just people getting sort of to the end of the season and basically being like, I'm done. We got to January and more of what I was hearing in January was, I'm kind of done. I got god rolls. Like people went crazy with the obelisks, got to level 92 and then farmed for god rolls. I didn't have anybody last season being like, I'm done, I'm out, and then saw Exodus in the player base because the obelisks were too samey. I didn't see any evidence of that last season, so... Play or draw? 
why can't they give rewards based on matches played let people fill the playlist make it 20 matches when, again microcosmic they're not going to do what you're suggesting just got here what's wrong with trials loot I'm not recapping for you worthless question Lucifer what do you think Bungie's vision of the season was if you ran towers or public events for the first week that's enough bits to upgrade the other two bunkers without doing the activity again Trials and Nightfall can't be the only activities that Bungie wanted players to run through the season. Well, the Legendary Lost Sector and the public event is a good grind for the loot. You get like uh, the you get the blue one, the blue thing, and then you turn that in and you get a drop. And that's a great way to farm for the weapons. Also, once we're farming for the currencies, it's really, really lucrative to farm the Legendary Lost Sector for the currencies, so leveling up the bunker helps the Legendary Lost Sector. When you're grinding the Legendary Lost Sector for the currencies, you can buy the frames to get the weapons, right? So that, I, that's the point. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's just like Sundial, right? The more you invest in the Obelix, the more you level all that stuff up, the better your, the better your gun grind goes. I feel that the leveling grievance is a personal issue for you. Who else besides you is hating their life over leveling? It's so easy. Read chat. You're always trying to take swipes at me, Remorse. You always try to do ad hominem. You've done this multiple times, Blader. Blader Magician. That's who you really are. You've done this multiple times. You take swipes at me about leveling. It, it just ad hominem. It has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with me. I level no matter what. I'm playing the content. I just like leveling me. I struggle with leveling. See, there's people in chat. Like... I'm playing the content. It's not affecting my experience at all. I'm running legendary lost sectors. I'm running public events. And yet you always, always try and take a swipe at me on this. You try and sneak in the swipe. Plenty of people are saying they dislike the leveling. Like, it's not just me. And again, when I take up for leveling problems, I'm taking up for the player base at large. It doesn't affect me. I can put in long hours. I can min-max. I can check dim and calendars and what what NPCs are plus zero. Like, every time this comes up, it's like people, want, you, you and at least one other person always be like, take a swipe at me as if I'm some, some casual that can't freaking figure out how to level. Like, it has nothing to do with me. I'm almost a thousand. I'm almost a thousand and I'm playing the content. Leveling is not keeping me from the content and I'm not disengaging because of it. During Black Armory, Drifter, and Opulence, right? People disengaged and attributed to leveling and the player base numbers backed it, right? John. Do they need to rethink the level 5 clan perk given how bad sweaty this past weekend's been for the cards 1 through 3? I don't think the clan perk's the issue. I, I, I don't, I, again, I think it's far, far more about the back half of the card than anything. It's, it's way more about that. The Dangler. Your opinion, please. Why not make the bounties weekly bounties? Remove the repeatables? This is too microcosmic. I've, I've made my case about what they need to do. Four, five, six, and seven needs to be way more lucrative. Going, going flawless needs to be way more lucrative. OMG, it's so toxic in here. It's not toxic in here at all. People are sharing their opinions about leveling. Nobody's being toxic. Nobody's being rude. Nobody's, nobody's throwing insults. Again, all of chat chimed in and said they don't like leveling. It's like there's no interaction with chat. It's like you're just sort of here to interact with me. It's like chat just shared all their testimonies about why they don't like leveling. Frankenberries. 
Uh, NF and Lunas were locked behind a skill gap, and everyone hated it and demanded change. Now we want Trials weapons to be locked behind a skill gap. Isn't it a bit confusing? Um, not, not forgotten that Lunas were locked behind a skill gap, and everyone hated it and demanded change. Uh, hyperbolic, un- unsubstantiated statement that's not true. Everyone did not hate it. People liked it. People went for it. People enjoyed using the weapons. So your premise is false. Therefore, your conclusion is false. Having good gear locked behind skill or challenge is not something that, quote, everyone hates. Okay? If, if people don't like that, then they don't like Destiny. Destiny has always been that way. Whether it was the raids in D1 or even going for the best roles now takes lots of time and is usually in the more challenging content like it's a false premise leads to a false conclusion this is not this is not an issue it's not an issue it if people don't like this they're going to need to find another game i'm telling you right now this is going to continue i think starting in september you'll see more and more people complain about the best weapons being in the hardest areas Now, you're saying everyone hated it. Look how many people are complaining now about the lack of pinnacle weapons, about the lack of pinnacle rewards, about the lack of truly aspirational rewards. So you're saying everyone hated it. I'm like, who? I don't understand. Who hated the fact that there were really good weapons for you to chase? Who? Low-skill whiners? Okay, sure. Like, I... I don't care about those people. Listen, I will take up for accessibility for casuals. I will take up for content being suited for all players and leveling and infusion to not be inordinately painful. But I will never take up for people who whine about good gear being in the harder content. I will never take up for you because your position is dumb. It's illogical. You will never come to a game like Destiny and get any footing with the argumentation. It is, at its core, a dumb position. That's not an insult. It's literally an ignorant, illogical position. You're coming to a loot-based game and arguing that the best loot shouldn't be in the hardest content. So, you've invalidated the entire aspirational hierarchical structure of games like this, and therefore have made it to where it's literally just a loot-dropping simulator where go shoot stuff and get awesome stuff. You've completely broken the entire structure of games like this. It's a dumb position. I will always take up for casuals. I will always say that leveling and infusion and pain, like early access points, I will always do that. I always say these people should be able to pick up the game and play. But if you're going to argue that like really good gear shouldn't be flawless and really good gear shouldn't be in raids, then you are literally arguing for something that makes absolutely zero sense. So I'm, I, I just, I can't, I can't ever, I can never take up for that position because it is a, it is at its core a dumb position to do that. You can't go into games like that. Like that'd be like going into World of Warcraft and being like, listen, I get this is an online MMO. I get this is a grindy game, but I don't think I should have to grind for anything. People be like, what, what are you talking about? That's like the core identity of this game. Go play something else then, you know? Oh man. These Tomb Raider games are great. I really love these games, but I really think Tomb Raider games should be four-player co-op. What the frick are you talking about? That's not the kind of game this is. You're asking for something that's that, that, that's not in the identity of, of a Tomb Raider game. Like, you can't continue to ask for things like that. People go too far, and that's... Listen, 
I think that has been one of the biggest detriments to the guns and to the aspirational content in Destiny 2. I want the guns behind a skill gap, but it was people's complaint that changed comp and made not forgotten a 150 from a 180. No, that's not true, Frankenberries. That's not true. No. That is not why they made the changes to the Not Forgotten and, and, and the Lunas. Lunas how the Not Forgotten were precision frame weapons that were not experiencing bloom and the inaccuracy when you were in the air. It was causing problems and creating a very, very slanted, a very slanted structure to console gunplay between hand cannons. They didn't, they didn't lower those guns because, because people complained. There was like a system-wide problem with those weapons, specifically on console. That is not why they changed those weapons. There was never, I never once saw any, any logic or reason coming from Bungie and saying, well, lots of people complained, so we're changing these weapons. That wasn't it at all. The gun itself was overriding. It's basically there were no other weapons on console that could do what those particular weapons did. Now, if you go back in time when that happened, I said they should standardize weapon behavior on console and they should say, okay, look, um, Lunas and Not Forgotten are not experiencing bloom and they're not experiencing the in air inaccuracy. So, therefore, all other primary uh, hand cannons are going to get the same treatment. Remove bloom, remove all the in-air inaccuracy. But instead of solving the problem and standardizing how the weapons behaved, they just nerfed the Lunas and the Not Forgotten. They didn't actually solve the problem. They just, like, punted. So... It's it's one of those things where I, I, I don't even know if I accept... The, the the there's multiple I, I just feel there's multiple problems with the argument that you're trying to make. It doesn't even feel like that wasn't even the reasoning Bungie gave us anyway when they when they nerfed it. Can you give a shout out to my wife? We're watching you, Mrs. Menti. She's never seen a stream before. Well, hello, Mrs. Menti. X P L Z. What is this? I'm not sure what that is. I'm gonna call you Civ Gaming. Uh, thoughts on win trading? Letting people on the other team trade. Uh, I want you to make a prediction on what you think my answer is going to (laughs) be. I'm fine with it. It's totally fine. (laughs) Oh, it's explosive. It's explosive. Thank you, chat. It's explosive. Thank you. Explosive gaming. Win trading is bad. It shouldn't happen. Bungie should try to stop it from working. Like, of of course it's bad. What do you want me to say? (laughs) Hey, Lona, what are your thoughts on cheating? Like, uh, it's bad. People shouldn't do it. Bungie should stop it. (laughs) Uh, Antimatter. Do you think that the passage of wealth for trials needs to be adjusted? Passage currently rewards five tokens on wins. Three, t- no, microcosmic. I, I've, I've, I've made my case for what they need to do. JFGC. All right, rounding off with hopefully the last question, please. <laughs> what would be a reasonable timetable to expect any change at all for trials? Clan level five is quickly approaching, and to save time, not explain what it is, it'll further exacerbate the problem. No, yeah, I know, I know. John already highlighted it. Um, here's the thing. I think the quickest thing they can do is make it absurdly generous and better to go flawless. I said that in my talk. Just dump a bunch of freaking tokens in the flawless chest and maybe even make games 4, 5, 6, and 7 more tokens each time you go up. That's what I said in my talk, and that's what I continue to think they could do like right now. They could probably do that very quickly to clean up the bottom part of the card. Parasito. 
Does the sketchy netcode play a role in people staying on the low end of the card? Much easier player base, less frustration if you have to reset a loss from a DC ETC. Yeah, I mean... Mm, uh, I'll say it's a it's playing a part, Paris, but it is not the driving factor. Be honest. Everybody be honest here. The driving factor this last weekend was that freaking shotgun, okay? Now, there might be some people that are like, well, why even risk going flawless? Lots of error codes, lots of disconnects. Let's hang out on the bottom half of the card. I'll grant you that maybe people are saying that, but the primary driver this last weekend was that freaking shotgun. Coach, do you believe that Trials loot and loot in general is falling flat because they're scared to put good weapons and armor behind game activities, especially team skill-based? I feel the separation between FOMO and their ideology on loot. Right, like, I don't, I think we're going to get there. I said this just a little bit ago. I think starting in September, you will see a change. I think the raid and trials starting in September will have noticeably better loot in its, in a, in a, in a better classification. I believe it. I agree we need as many players as possible in the trials playlist to keep it fast and healthy, but if we keep just force-feeding everything up top and leave scraps for the casuals, why would they bother? Nobody has said that. The system now, as it functions, is accessible and rewarding to players that aren't that good. They're getting beat up by high-skilled players because the high-skilled players aren't going to the back half of the card. If you incentivize them to go to the back half of the card, as I said 15 minutes ago, you want them living fat at the top of the card and in the flawless runs. You want them getting fat because then they're going to leave the bottom half of the card alone and then you'll get more tokens, more wins, more loot. And again, Trials isn't for bad players it's meant to be the most competitive environment so the fact that they're even giving you anything and making it accessible and making it rewarding that's for like hear me say this making it rewarding and accessible to all players at the bottom half of the card isn't for your isn't for your sentimentality or your entitlement or your ego it's so that the playlist works like it's so that the playlist works. They're not doing it so you're like, oh, it's okay. It's okay, entitled player with no thumbs. Here's some loot. No, it's so the playlist works. Because they know that players are going to funnel where there's stuff that they're going to get. Like, they're not doing it because you're owed anything. They're doing it because it makes it makes the playlist function. Mad Crazy Duck. If they lock gear behind hard content, shouldn't we be assured it actually drops with decent stats or rolls? Running raids and getting nothing even usable is not a good way to keep players invested. Yeah, I have a planned video where I believe letting people go flawless multiple times for loot is a great justification for them doing the exact same thing in raids, which give you better empowerment to the loot that you want. Whitlow, do you think they should disable hard light for the moment? No, absolutely not. They disabled Telesto because it was breaking the game, not because it was strong. Explosive gaming. Should a deserter debuff be introduced for players? I've already answered this. No. JFGC. More of a meta question. Is there anything that Bungie can do to put a plug on the casual complaining in any in any aspect of the game? Or are we destined to be here again a year from now when there are a bunch of improvements in September? This is where if people complain about the best loot being in the end game, if that becomes like a narrative on Reddit and the forums and stuff. The question I would have is what do casuals and mid lane players get? Like, what are they getting? Right? So, if they're getting what I would consider to be a healthy amount of stuff to do and to earn and to play, 
I would say with love in my heart that they need to just shut the frick up, right? Now, if they're getting sort of starved and not really getting anything and everything's getting shoved into trials, raids, and dungeons and nightfalls, I might be like, uh, Bungie, the game's a little imbalanced right now. It does need to be balanced. Like, you don't want to have people buying content and coming in and playing and being like, I can't even get anything, right? It needs to be in balance. If they shift everything to the end game and you literally can't get anything as a more casual player, as a more mid lane player, well then you have you have an argument. But if I look at you and I'm like, listen, casual Carl, they've got this activity, they've got this loot, they've got these guns, this armor, they got all this stuff for you to chase, and they put a decent loot pool, a, they put a good loot pool in the raid and trials, but you also have your loot pool. I, I would politely tell that person they need to shut up. I'd be like, you need to zip it, man. We we haven't gotten good aspirational loot in three years. Shut up, Carl. Like, you know what I'm saying? You Listen, I'm going to say it this way. Has it done anything for you, casual Carl, entitled casual Carl? Has it done anything for you that up to now raids have had pretty boring loot? What's that done for your experience? non-rating, casual, complaining Carl. What's that done for your experience? What's it done for you? What? Nothing. Nothing. Doesn't affect you in any way. Hasn't hasn't made your life better. All it's done is de-incentivize hardcore players from running raids that much. Like, what? You're basically saying, no, no, I don't want people to go over there and get good stuff. Do you go and play that content? No, I don't. Well then, what do you what the what does it matter? It's it's not affecting you. What's it? What are we talking about? That would be like me getting angry about a menu on a restaurant I don't go to. It's like, I don't know, man. I don't think they should do that to their menu. Do you eat there? Well, no, but I mean, I'm I, I care about it. Why? <laughs> it doesn't do anything to your it doesn't do anything to your experience to rob the end game of good loot. Now you could argue. But it'll make PvP bad because they could go get really good trials weapons and I can't get them and then they're going to own me. That's why I think trials perks and trials adept weapons should only have like their absolute best performance being in trials. Those perks should be deactivated in the general playlist so the weapons are still great but they're not turning the tide of normal crucible. And if you're like, well I can't get them, I keep losing in trials because they have them. That's where I felt like the Adept Celerity Last Guardian Standing Benefit Perk Set was the best way to do it, because you could never argue, I just can't go flawless because I can't get the good loot. It's like, well, no, the good loot's contextually strong, you know? So, I'm going to have to cut it there. I got to the end of Q&A and people slammed in some more questions. Don't go anywhere. I'll read your questions, but I got to chop the podcast. This one's getting too long, and we had some... I don't know. We had some rut discussions and some and some not listen. The only reason I get a little scoldy on the questions sometimes is people listen to this later in audio format and it's not enjoyable for me to answer the same question 18 times. So today I basically just said I'm going to glide over these questions for the sake of the podcast. If eight people in a row are like, "Lono, what if they do this? What if they do that?" 
what if they do this? That just isn't going to be a good Q&A session. Just let me make that clear. Like, you're not going to want to listen to me interact with every single, like, microcosmic little teeny solution. I think it's a big picture solution. I think that's generally the answer, my answer to all those questions. So hopefully nobody felt like I just completely like like blasted your question off the off the face of the earth. I'm just trying to keep things moving and grooving so we don't get stuck in a rut. And we did get stuck in a rut that was even off subject. We got stuck in the like I'm bored discussion, which that flat tire is getting old in and of itself. Like we don't need to do that every Q and A. I don't need to hear from you if you're bored. Like we've had that discussion. If you're bored, that's fine. Be bored. Take a break. Don't play. That isn't the topic of every Q and A. So, but I'll get to some of the remaining questions. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always come in here live and take part in the conversations and see kind of the wild chat that I'm I'm wrangling here with 1,600 viewers. That is sometimes why it gets a little spicy and dicey. Uh, you can always come in live. The rest of you here, if you enjoyed this segment, if you enjoyed the back and forth, be sure to click follow. It lets you talk in chat and make sure that you don't miss uh, the streams. And I'm going to keep on streaming. And we have a really cool segment coming up, another Q&A session and another discussion about something different entirely. Don't go anywhere if you want to take part in that one. It'll be a little bit more of an AMA. It's going to be about sports and how that was a catalyst for me playing gaming uh, and getting into gaming and esports and casting. You're going to want to be around for that. It's going to be pretty cool. Everybody else, if you're listening in all the other places, please like, share, and subscribe.